Hi, and welcome to the Financial Architect for Canadians. Today, I got some trivia for you. What do 56% of Canadians and the artists known as Prince have in common? You're listening to the Financial Architect for Canadians with Alin Gottroy and Glenn Baccaro. They don't have a will. And here's the story on that one. When Prince died, he didn't have a will. So he had a $150 million estate that took six years to figure out and it cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to do it so you know who really won in all of this the lawyers yeah for sure (laughs) the lawyers are the ones that won because prince didn't have a will so nobody knew who was getting what as far as his as his rights to his music Mm -hmm. and all is like assets assets, property all it nobody knew anything about nothing when it came to like prince's estate because he had no will now, I know many of you are probably thinking, well, I don't have $150 million estate that I have to worry about. Yeah. But that's not the point. The point is, here's some interesting facts for you. And this is what happens if you don't have a will. You can't choose who your beneficiaries are. The government will do that for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't choose who will administer your estate. So you have no idea where any of your, your assets, your properties are all going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't plan your estate to minimize taxes. Mm-hmm. There's another thing that happens if you don't have a will. And the fourth thing, and this is one that I think is so important, especially if you have children's, you can't choose the guardian for your children. That's right. You cannot choose the guardian for your children if you do not have a will. Yeah, and chances are it will be a family member, right? Because you'll have family members petition, but they may go to a family member that you don't think is the best fit choice to raise yeah. your child. And just if you're freaking out now, just a couple things. If you have a life insurance policy and you have designated a beneficiary within your policy, so a work plan or your own policy that you own, that money will go directly to a beneficiary. So that wouldn't be affected if you don't have a will. I'm not saying you don't need a will. Just if you're thinking, holy crap, I have all this money. What's going to happen to it? The point of this podcast is to motivate you to go get a will done if you don't have one. Um, But the key is... Um, I want to, I want to share a story with you if that's okay. I have a lady, she came in a few years ago to ask me to do her taxes. So I did her taxes and she was living common law with a gentleman for, I think it was like eight or nine years. Well, unfortunately he passed away. Her name was not on the house and he did not have a will. So as it works, your common law spouse in Ontario, every province is different, but in Ontario, she had zero rights to that house. Her Uh name wasn't on it. Her name wasn't on a mortgage deed, nothing. So think about it, her common law partner of how many years, the man she loves, dies. She had 30 days to vacate the house because his daughter was the one that got the house because there are rules that are followed and she had to move out of her house. That's so sad. It was absolutely heartbreaking. And I could tell you, I could do a podcast for probably five hours about stories like that. It's extremely upsetting and the thing is if this gentleman would have went and spent like three or four hundred dollars to just get a basic will and power of attorney done this woman could have stayed in her home yeah and i mean who knows right maybe maybe he wanted the house to go to the daughter maybe he wanted it to go to the spouse we don't know because he didn't express his wishes and that's the point of having the will is expressing those wishes sad and oh sorry the other thing it may cost you three to five hundred dollars, depending if it's you and a spouse. If you're doing a will or a power of attorney, you know, you can call around and ask lawyers before you actually have them draw it up. But 
if you die and you don't have a will, it will actually cost your family more money Big having time. to pay the courts and having to pay lawyers. So if you're concerned about, oh, it's going to cost a lot of money, take <laughs> out the emotional aspect of you've just died and now somebody in your family has to jump through all of these crazy hoops. That, that's one aspect, but it's actually going to cost more money than if you would have just gone to a lawyer and done that. Lawyer's fees. Yes. And, and uh, possibly real estate fees, like if there's property yes. uh, involved with your assets. It's it's a nightmare. And I know you've told me numerous stories where families oh, God, have been I left in a mess. Yes. Yes. Because people are just not prepared or have a will. So it's kind of like um, you can't choose a garden for your kids. That's one of my biggest concerns. It's like you let the government decide who's going to do what with all of your assets and your children, and then they charge you to do it. Yeah, and, <laughs> and on it. the other thing, so let's say, for example, you have these assets and investment assets, your home, et cetera. What happens is most people, like do you, let's say, for example, you and your wife pass away and your, your house and your investment assets are worth a million bucks, as an example. Right. When your first daughter turns 18... She would get $500,000. Two years later, your next daughter turns 18. She would get $500,000. Right. Do you think at 18, your girls would be prepared enough to inherit $500,000? I would like to think so, but I don't think so. Okay, right? <laughs> so, That's I mean, a large sum yeah. of money. Well, guess what? That money, then, once you pass away, the court um, basically appoints somebody to manage the funds for, those kid, for your kids. And when they turn 18... They get that money, whether you would want them to or not. Some parents, um, like me, I have a will and I have it spelled out that I would like my son to get X amount of money. You right. know, hopefully he's four. Hopefully I live for the next 14 years. But if something happens to me uh, and my husband, we have it spelled out as to how much money he gets at different milestone birthdays. Because, right. again, that was just an example. I've seen people with a lot more money uh, in investment assets and houses haven't designated beneficiaries and if you haven't designated a beneficiary and you leave it to your estate that money gets included again the government the government controls enough they're controlling your children's money when they get it how it's invested um you can avoid that by just picking up a phone and calling a lawyer and saying hey and if you're not sure who to go to if you're in the local Windsor area give me a call I'll give you the name of a few lawyers and you can choose who you'd like to work with mm -hmm. Or ask a friend or family member, right? Um, if you've got somebody in your family or a close friend that you trust, ask them what their experience was like. And if you trust their judgment, then give the lawyer a call and ask them what they would charge for a basic will and power of attorney. Yeah. I went out to uh, dinner with a bunch of my uh, my guy friends last summer. Um, it's boys night out. Like, it's a bunch of guys that I went to high school with. And we got to talking about the importance of wills. Um, I had this near-death experience a number of years ago. But... And I was relaying how it's so important now that I have children, you know, to really determine where I would like my stuff to kind of go. And my one friend, out of all of us, I think there were six of us, there was one of us that didn't have a will. And uh, we pretty much ganged up on him and told him he had to get one. The funny thing was is that his grandma had passed away, I think it was the year before that, and she didn't have a will. So he actually saw firsthand what had happened. Mm -hmm. And um, he had to take care of some stuff um, in regards to that. And it was literally two weeks after we had gone out for dinner, he had uh, messaged me saying, all right, you bunch of bums, I got my beer and I, <laughs> hey, I went and got a will. And I'm like, dude, it's one of the best decisions that you're going to make, you yeah. know, and like it's, it costs money, but it's 
you're going to save so much more money in the long term and it's going to put your family completely at ease mm -hmm. knowing that you've gotten all this stuff taken care of. So exactly. I, I think the point of this podcast and our message and what we're really trying to tell you is it's very important. Take a day and I mean like plan it out, schedule it in your calendar, say today, you know, uh, in, in two weeks on this Tuesday, I'm going to make an appointment with a lawyer and I'm going to get a will drawn up. It's going to cost you a couple of hundred dollars but it's a lot better than spending tens of thousands of dollars on lawyer fees, uh, possible real estate agents, and anything else, uh, appraisers, and yeah. all, all of that stuff. And one thing, too, you may go just to do the draft. Make sure before you leave that lawyer's office, you set that follow-up. Because if it's drafted and not signed, it doesn't count. Right. So you may, you know, you may go meet with a lawyer and say, okay, you know, if something happens to me, I want everything to go to my spouse. If something happens to the two of us, here's our guardian and you spell it all out. If you are not signing the documents there, please make sure that you get back in there really quick and sign it because if it's an unsigned will, it won't hold up anyway. Yeah. I wanted to share a couple more interesting uh, facts for you. 29% uh, of Canadian, well, 56% of Canadians don't have a will. 29% of which don't think, don't know where to start or believe that they can't afford one. Mm -hmm. So if you're among those 29%, basically get a hold of a lawyer. If you don't know a lawyer, talk to your friends, talk to family members, talk to whoever it is, talk to your financial advisor, find out who they would recommend, talk to your doctor, talk to your uh, massage therapist, ask them who they would recommend, see if they got a will, who they got, went through and who they would you know refer you to. So that's, that's where you start. And as far as not being able to afford one, it is expensive. Some people can't afford $300. You need to find a way to do it. And we talked often about like, you know, having um, emergency funds mm -hmm. or having a savings account. Dip into those savings. Dip into that emergency fund because this is well worth the investment. Mm -hmm. Get that three or $400. Get your will done up. And then um, 88%, here's 88% of the people that don't have a will, mm -hmm. right, are aged 27 to 34 because they think they are too young to have a will. Wow. But what you don't realize is in that time span, 27 to 34-year-olds, they have the, the largest milestones that happen in their lives. Mm -hmm. Buying houses, having kids, getting married. Mm -hmm. So it's those milestones there that are so important that you should be looking at your will. You should be reviewing your will mm -hmm. on those milestones because your life is changing so drastically. Can I actually just, it makes sure. me think of uh, one of my first clients. So I started as a financial advisor back in September 2000. Uh, yeah, September 2003. And I had a young lady come in. She wanted to buy life insurance. And she shared with me that her fiance had been killed in an ATV accident, which was horrible. And she asked me, do you have a will? And I said, no, that was September. I was getting married in December. I said I was going to do it after I got married. She said, please go and get a will. So her fiance passed away. And the problem was they were living together, but not quite long enough to be uh, considered common, common law. law. Yeah. And he had life insurance through his employer and he did not have a named beneficiary. So here this woman lost the man that she was planning on marrying and she was fighting with his mom over his personal effects. Who was mm. going to bury him? It was a nightmare. She left my office. I called the lawyer. So I did my will, my first will when I was 23 years old. So right. at first I thought, okay, I'm going to wait until I get married and that sort of thing. That was my like... Holy crap, I'm giving this woman yeah. advice on buying life insurance. She was a year older than me. And I thought, wow, you're right. And I've made sure there's, you know, different things that have happened throughout my life. I think I've revised my will 
four or five times now, right? Went, yeah. went through a divorce, got remarried. I have a son. I incorporated my business. There are a number of different things that have happened. Um, that it's really important that if, first of all, to have a will, but if uh, you don't have, or sorry, if you have a will, um, making sure that you keep it up to date, right? right? Things happen in your life, yes. change, you know, changes may occur. Um, you may have somebody listed as a guardian, perhaps an old friend, and you've had a falling out, maybe you need to update your guardian. So not only is it extremely important to have a will, the key is making sure that you do review it on a regular basis to make sure that everything is still the way that you would want it to be. Yeah, definitely reviewing your beneficiaries. And we've talked a lot about that too, mm-hmm. um, especially if, if you get remarried or when you have kids. And that that's kind of what happened with my wife and I. We both had wills uh, drawn up. And then um, once we had kids, we had to re- revise everything, right? Mm-hmm. And make sure that the beneficiaries were now our daughters. Mm-hmm. So... It's just important. And if you're anywhere in the age bracket between 27 and 34, um, don't think you're too young to have a will because you're going to experience a lot of huge life milestones Mm -hmm. that if anything tragic were to happen to you or your significant other, it would create a huge mess for one of you should something happen. And then, yeah, having a will would just make it so much more easier. So thank you so much for joining us here at the Financial Architect for Canadians, where we're giving you a solid foundation to build your financial future. We'll see you next time. Have a great day.